WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school, store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. The Southwest Michigan Regional Chamber is applauding a Michigan appeals court ruling this week that prevented a change in labor laws from going into effect. Chamber President Arthur Havlicek tells us had the court not overturned a lower court's ruling, tipped workers like restaurant servers would have been paid the minimum wage instead of the alternate minimum they currently receive. It would fundamentally change how restaurants in our state would operate because right now their labor costs are set because of the tip wage credit and eliminating that would be a 156% increase per employee that goes on to the business's bottom line. Havlicek says restaurant servers could have made less money under the rule. We'll know that, okay, your wage has gone up, which will drive a lot of consumers, especially now when costs are already high, to not tip as much. And it might actually result in these servers making less money than they would have had the tip credit remain in place. The change struck down by the appeals court this week would have also required smaller employers to have a paid sick leave and also required paid sick leave for contracted workers. The chamber filed a brief with the court asking it to rule as it did. Havlicek says they're expecting the matter to be appealed to the Michigan Supreme Court. Benton Harbor Mayor Marcus Muhammad is at the U.S. Capitol in Washington today, attending a summit on replacing lead pipes around the country. The summit was led by Vice President Kamala Harris, who spoke about some of the factors that contribute to the health crisis surrounding lead pipes. It does not take much investigation or knowledge To know that, for example, the communities where lead pipes still exist are exactly those communities that are socioeconomically low income and are invariably communities of color, poor communities. Joined by mayors and community leaders from across the country, Harris said the Biden administration has a plan to replace every lead pipe in the country in the next 10 years. Mayor Muhammad says Benton Harbor should be a model for how that's done in real time with more than 99 percent of its lead pipes now replaced. The housing market in southwest Michigan continued to trend down in December. The Southwestern Michigan Association of Realtors says the number of houses sold was down 44% compared to December of 2021. Year-to-date sales in 2022 fell 16% from the record-setting number of sales in 2021. Looking ahead, the Realtors Association says 2023 may be the year of change. Executive Alan Jeffries says it looks like the market will continue correcting itself when it comes to prices, while real estate sales may continue to dip depending on interest rates and inventory. He says the market's going through a denial stage due to interest rates, but should adjust in the first half of the year. The average selling price in December was $299,000, down 21% from $377,000 in December of 2021. Meanwhile, the dark cloud over the market continues to be inventory with 662 houses for sale in the region, still up from the end of 2021. At 662 homes, the market ended the year with a 3.3-month supply of homes for sale. The public is once again invited to take a survey to help in the work of the Palisades Economic Recovery Initiative. Chris Martin with the Southwest Michigan Planning Commission tells us the initiative is in a project phase that involves deep assessment of economic impact data associated with the Palisades closure. Following the assessment, the next step will be to create mitigation strategies. 
They previously surveyed the public, and with the assessment draft now available, Martin says planners want to know what people think. And then it also breaks down in some pretty good detail about any feedback or updates or any other insider information that was either in the assessment or not currently included in that assessment. So it's a great way for people to be engaged and stay connected on this uh, this document to help help out our region. Martin says the new survey asked respondents about their concerns following the closure of Palisades. We have a link to it at our website. The Palisades Economic Recovery Initiative is made up of federal, state, and local officials, as well as businesses joining together to build an economic recovery strategy to help Van Buren County and the region after the shutdown of the plant last year. The U.S. House has approved the Strategic Production Response Act, co-sponsored by Congressman Tim Wahlberg. He says the bill would require any future non-emergency drawdown of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve to be accompanied by a plan from the Secretary of Energy to replace the drawdowns with an increase in domestic petroleum production. America's Strategic Petroleum Reserve was uh, created to be used in cases of national emergency, not political emergencies. I was proud to co-sponsor and vote for this common-sense measure to ensure that our emergency reserve remains ready for when we face global disruptions that threaten our economy. Wahlberg says the Biden administration used the strategic reserve as a political band-aid when gas prices shot up. He says serving on the House Energy and Commerce Committee, he'll fight for increased domestic oil production. Lions Industries in Dwajak has donated $10,000 to Benton Harbor's nonprofit Youth Solutions. Lance Lyons, president of Lions Industries, has been a longtime supporter of the Youth Solutions Jobs for Michigan's Graduates program. He says it's an honor to support the program. He says developing the region's youth is important because they're the future workforce. Through its Fund the Future campaign, Youth Solutions provides underserved young people in the area and across the state with skills needed to overcome barriers and succeed in education, employment, and life. And the U.S. House voted this month to create a special select committee on China. Congressman Bill Heisinger tells us the purpose of the committee will be to examine the activities of the Chinese government and the Chinese Communist Party within the United States, among other things. We need to look at more closely how, through legal means right now, China is putting us at an economic disadvantage. I just signed on to a bill, for example, that would stop China, Russia, Iran, and North Korea from having the ability to purchase land within 10 miles of a military installation or a sensitive institution run by the federal government. Heisinger says the committee could review Chinese purchases of technology from U.S. companies, for example. He adds the pandemic highlighted how vulnerable to China the U.S. is when it comes to supplies of essential materials. The House voted 365 to 65 to set up the panel. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News now continues. Police are about to release video depicting officers beating a black man who later died. Tyree Nichols' death prompted murder charges this week against the officers and outrage at the country's latest instance of police brutality. Nichols died three days after a confrontation with the officers during a traffic stop January 7th. Shelby County District Attorney Steve Mulroy said video of the stop will be released to the public sometime tonight. Nichols' family and the Memphis police chief say they expect protests but urge people to demonstrate peacefully. Meanwhile, U.S. Capitol Police are taking extra precautions ahead of the release of that footage. ABC's Ann Flaherty has more. The U.S. Capitol Police is beefing up its security once again, this time in anticipation of possible protests tied to the death of a Memphis man following a traffic stop. 
Memphis police were expected Friday evening to release video from that stop involving Tyree Nichols. It's expected the new security measures on Capitol Hill will involve temporary barriers and additional officers. Capitol Police tell ABC News these steps are being taken out of an abundance of caution. Ann Flaherty, ABC News, Washington. Republican National Committee Chair Ronna McDaniel has won her bid to lead the GOP for two more years. McDaniel prevailed today over Donald Trump attorney Harmeet Dillon in a high-profile election that highlighted fierce internal divisions that threatened to plague the party into the next presidential season. While Donald Trump privately backed McDaniel, powerful forces from within his Make America Great Again movement lined up behind Dillon. The victory makes McDaniel the longest-serving RNC chair since the Civil War, yet friends and foes alike agree she will not be leading the RNC from a position of strength. This week's mass shooting in Half Moon Bay, California, that led to seven farm workers killed and a co-worker arrested to shed new light on the conditions they've been living in on the mushroom farms of Northern California. ABC's Alex Stone has more. On at least one of the farms where the shootings unfolded, county supervisors say they found workers were living with children in sheds, storage containers with no insulation, no running water, and the restrooms were porta-potties. Supervisor Ray Mueller saying the county is red-tagging the living area. No one's going to be going back to live there. Governor Gavin Newsom called the living conditions on farms in the area deplorable. The county now considering a state of emergency over farm worker living conditions. Alex Stone, EBC News. Officials say a Palestinian gunman killed six people and wounded four others near a synagogue in East Jerusalem in one of the deadliest attacks on his rallies in years. The gunman was shot by police. The attack came a day after Israeli troops killed nine Palestinians during a raid at a refugee camp in the West Bank. The latest attack took place as worshippers were celebrating the Jewish Sabbath and set off public celebrations in both the occupied West Bank and Gaza Strip. The burst of violence poses an early challenge for Israel's new government, which is dominated by ultra-nationalists who have pushed for a hard line against Palestinians. We're hearing new evidence in last year's attack on Paul Pelosi by a suspect who police say broke into the Pelosi's home. A court ruled police body cam video had to be released. After Paul Pelosi's attack was caught on police body-worn cameras, suspect David DePap was interviewed by police. He told them he was there for Nancy Pelosi, wanted to hold her hostage for all of the lies she told in Washington. Well, I was going to basically hold her hostage and I was going to talk to her. Also released was surveillance video showing DePap exerting great effort to break the glass on a back door of the Pelosi home. Alex Stone, EBC News. Fierce battles in eastern Ukraine have thrown a new spotlight on a private Russian military group led by a rogue millionaire with longtime links to Russia's President Vladimir Putin. The Wagner Group is spearheading the push to jumpstart Russia's offensive in the Donetsk region. The ferocious house-to-house fighting has produced some of the bloodiest encounters since Russia invaded Ukraine more than 11 months ago. The company first was spotted in action in eastern Ukraine after a separatist conflict erupted there in April of 2014. In the years since, they've deployed to Syria, Libya, Central African Republic, and Mali. The U.S. has expanded sanctions against Wagner for its role in Ukraine and mercenary activities in Africa. The world is marking International Holocaust Remembrance Day today, honoring the memory of more than 6 million Jews that perished in Nazi Germany's attempted genocide of Jews during World War II. Israeli leaders are vowing to never let another such calamity befall the Jewish people. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu alluded to Iran in his remarks today at Yad Vashem that some nations still hope to wipe out the state of Israel. ABC's Jordana Miller has more from Jerusalem. To mark International Holocaust Remembrance Day, Israel's Yad Vashem Museum installing the Book of Names exhibit at the UN headquarters in New York. 
the sculpture of a book standing six and a half feet tall with folding pages 26 feet long contains the known names of Jews murdered by the Nazis and their collaborators during World War II. That's 4.8 million names of Jews. The last pages left empty for the more than 1 million unnamed Jewish victims. Jordana Miller, ABC News, Jerusalem. And the Food and Drug Administration is explaining its new proposed rules for blood donation, which will make it easier for gay and bisexual men to donate. The FDA says new rules on blood donation won't compromise the safety of the nation's supply. In a briefing with reporters, agency officials say they have extensive surveillance data from the U.K. and Canada that show it can be done. FDA Administrator Bob Califf. We're committed to following the best available science to inform and revise our policies to increase those eligible to donate blood, and to maintain appropriate safeguards to protect the recipients of blood products. Ann Flaherty, ABC News, Washington. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.